Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of All Zeit Lead Trend Scorer, LeBron James. You you get what I'm talking about, right, Woo! Super Producer actually, Becca Ramos? I actually do, okay? okay? I, you know, I may not be a basketball watcher, but I am in the popular culture sectors, and I did see LeBron broke a record, question mark. Oh. All-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. <laughs> not even the thing he was known for, really, <laughs> necessarily. But anyways, I'm Jack. That is Super Producer Becca Ramos! Woo! Hello, hello. I don't remember if I heard it from here or if, like, I just watched it on TikTok because I'm doom scrolling all day. But it was something like, oh, LeBron just, like, he wants to be out there getting groceries and living a normal life. And he's like, he should have thought of that, that before scoring the most score points ever in the NBA. And I laughed. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, he should. I think he did all that by accident. He, he accidentally scored all those points. <laughs> It was wild. I, I did watch the game, um, or at least the second half, and it was it was rough because it was the tale of two, you know, of of the Lakers season. They lost a brutal one to a team that is like right next to them, towards the bottom of the rankings. But he really seems like up to the point of breaking the record, he seemed to be scoring at will. Uh, and then I think just the mental, emotional toll of like breaking the record after that, he just really seemed to lose a step. And then, yeah, it, it was just, it, I, the ceremony is not in question. I think some people are like, why would they stop the game? Like for this amazing ceremony? Uh, and like, it's, 
I you you this probably happened before you were born, but Cal Ripken like broke the record for the most games in a row by any like major league baseball player, which makes it the most games in a row by any athlete because they have like hundreds games. of games <laughs> every season. And they they like stopped everything. Like they stopped. I feel like they cut it. It was like the state of the union. They cut into the local news. Like to they just <laughs> wow. stopped everything for for him to just run around and shake people's hands at the stadium like this is this is a big deal i think this is what you do it was awkward because it was like one it was like watching people set up a photo shoot because the (laughs) former like holder of the record was there kareem abdul jabbar one of the great you know basketball players of all time and then he was just like kind of laying back because he didn't want to like steal the spotlight but then he like the camera was always on him so that it seemed like he was being like ignored by LeBron. Um, and then LeBron just seemed kind of out of gas after that point in the game, which makes sense. But it was yeah. just a real tale of two games, like up to that point and after, because he seemed to be scoring at will up to that point and then really seemed to have lost a step. Um, but that now people are pointing out that his best teammate, Anthony Davis, didn't stand up when he hit the shot and broke the record. Uh, and now the fan base is like, well, we should trade Anthony Davis. <laughs> it's just a mess. It's really a mess. I, Drama. I'm like kind of vicariously a Lakers fan just from being here. I tend to, I move around a lot and I tend to always root for like the home team, you know, just because I like to have all that dopamine dumped into the bloodstreams of the people who I'm interacting with on a day-to-day basis. And you know, of a win of a championship. It just makes, makes life more fun in your local community. But, Absolutely. Uh, and then I I'm, love LeBron. I root for him everywhere. <laughs> well, go LeBron. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations to that man. State of the union. I know that's what you were watching. Becca. Oh, uh, absolutely. Definitely <laughs> not continuing to doom scroll on TikTok. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to point out like the coverage they, so first of all, I, I just noticed that like the New York times was like Biden is facing a divided Congress for the first time and really making it seem like he was coming in on a losing streak because of the midterm results, or at least including the midterm results in that losing streak. And, you know, there, there were also, you know, earlier articles about how he was going to have to pivot to the center because he, you know, because of the midterms again, even though the midterms really seemed to just say people want progressive policies and they don't want this foolishness about right-wing culture worship. So, yeah. Anyways, he he did seem to stay on his, you know, left-leaning uh, talking points, not necessarily execution, but talking points grind during the State of the Union, um, which the New York Times said, uh, described thusly, Biden aims to win back the white working class through their wallets, which I can't imagine that he was like, and only white working class. Yeah, but also, I guess, like, Twofold with this headline, is it like saying black and brown voters don't matter? Because historically, of course. that is just simply yeah. not true because they do change elections. But also, is it saying that are black and brown voters a lost cause because you can't win them back with their wallets? They want actual change. 
I don't know. Either way, it's a weird fucking headline. <laughs> it is a really weird headline. I feel like the New York Times is part of the, you know, political strategist class that's like, no, the black and brown voters are in the can. Like he has yeah. those in the bag, so he doesn't have to worry about And it's about like them, that's but... not fucking true. Like right. <laughs> Yeah. But they love to take black and brown voters for granted. Absolutely. The other headline, Bi President Biden is not backing off his big government agenda. In his first appearance before a Republican House, the president renewed calls for large new economic programs and offered no concessions on federal spending. It just, it feels like they had this agenda in mind that was like, Democrats lose big in the midterm, we come back and start steering things back towards how they've always been, which is yeah, like to center govern to the center. Um, but um, the I feel like the big story in terms of like theatrics of the night was that Biden knew that Marjorie Taylor Greene was going to like start shouting at him, and then he kind of used that to like basically be like, "So you're not going to try and cut." Medicare or any of any of the things that you guys want to cut like all right that's that's great I you know like it, he kind of played it smartly like knowing that they were going to interrupt the state of the union because that's like yeah what, it's their new ed, edgelord stance um but I don't know it all seems like theatrics at this point we'll see what he follows through with it's all silly and goofy and gross and to me it's like I understand maybe him wanting to use her as a ploy to show like how he's the bigger, better person. But yeah. I'm like, kick her ass out. This is so immature. Like you guys are working governmental people, grown ass people with degrees and requiring in theory. I mean, George Santos is like a whole other ball game of like, you know, like rapport and absolute like excellence to be in these positions. And you're going to act like that. Like, it's just yeah. like. Any other white collar, I'm not even talking about like blue collar or working class job. Even if you're in corporate America, you can act like that, you know, like it's like yeah. especially not any working class job. So it's like, why do you guys, people we elect to be in some of the highest, most important positions in the country, think yeah. it's proper to act that way? It's just like such white woman behavior. It's just like, ugh. yeah. And there is some subtext that the listeners should understand that at the last Big team wide uh, meeting, all hands meeting. I was shouting uh, <laughs> liar into from the back of the room, and Becca uh, did take me aside. And I guess she's you know making the point again that I got to stop doing that. Uh, but yeah, it's it is wild. But I guess it's also politics is entertainment to some degree yeah. to some portion of the population who should uh, look into actual entertainment. Uh, they, they should try that because they should much try more reality TV, baby. Yeah, there you go. It's where you belong. Um, Barbara Streisand's got a memoir coming. This, this just because people like the thing people are talking about. They're like a thousand page memoir is coming from Barbara Streisand, and this just hit me with the realization that I've just never <laughs> taken the time, I guess, to fully get the whole Barbara Streisand thing. Like I know she. She's like famous for being massively successful and talented and like egotting and but I've like I I don't know I I don't think I've like watched many of her movies. So this is not me saying like she's overrated. It's me like saying that I just I need a Barbara Streisand like uh for dummies course from somebody to be like 
yo, Barbara Streisand is uh, an incredible talent. Here, here are her movies and the things that you need to check out. I mean, I do believe that she was from a very specific era of Hollywood and time where she yeah. was breaking boundaries. Absolutely. Like she like it's it's funny to say this now, but, you know, at the time she was considered like an unconventionally beautiful woman. And that sure. broke a lot of barriers. I think she was a huge representation for the Jewish community yeah. um, in a time period where it was very contrived to be Jewish in popular media. You know, she was a woman in a time period where women were very disrespected in Hollywood and she, you know, broke barriers for that. But I will say since her era of like rise, I feel like she's really just like kind of been quiet and just been like with her money and her dogs that she's cloned and just like sat back. So I think a lot of folks just like don't know, like if you're not interested in like the history of like American movie, Hollywood, popular culture. I don't think you're going to know much about Barbara Sanchez unless you're like a big like Broadway stan. Yeah. Like you're not going to know. And that's okay. I totally understand. Like I'm not even like I love Broadway and I love American cinema and like popular culture. And I still don't know that much about Barbara Streisand. Like I'm not like the biggest Barbara fan. I know her as Fanny Bryce. I know her for A Star is Born. And like that's it. Like that's right. her, the things, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's um, it, it's true. Like she's just been famous for being an like icon for so wealthy long. and iconic and doing weird things with her wealth for so yeah. long. Like the so the Barbara Streisand effect is like probably the thing that I've heard referenced the most on the internet about her. Uh, in the circles of the internet that I. Uh, travel in but and that that's just about her suing someone for trying to take a picture of her house and that that actually drawing more attention to her house i've known that she yeah the the dog cloning is very next level rich person also having i believe she has a mall in her basement that was like staffed which is very strange uh when was the last time she was on a red carpet you know like i just feel like she she has the thing I know her for mainly is like you could tell me anything that she has any like indulgence going on in her private home. And I would be like, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that that makes sense. <laughs> so I think I need to do a Barbra Streisand uh, learner. A deep well, dive. you can read the book, Shall you know, so it's a thousand pages. That's. It is long. It's it's longer than Spare. That is a very long book. And, you know, for those who are in on the Leah Michelle Broadway tea, uh, Leah Michelle on TikTok did acknowledge the joke that she cannot read and that she has 256 days to learn how to read so she can read Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so. All right, Leah Michelle. We love her, <laughs> don't we, folks? <sighs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about Oreos, Kit Kats, and TikTok, the latest TikTok trend. Uh, Becca will explain it to me. We'll be right back. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. 
Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash tdz all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER And we're back, and uh, Oreo is releasing the most Oreo Oreo cookie, uh, which is a, it looks like it's the size of an ice cream sandwich. It's, I guess it has the, I was not aware of this level of filling, the most (laughs) stuff. I knew about double stuff and mega stuff. This has most stuff. It's the third layer up, the third level up of the amount of stuffing that can be in between two Oreos. Um, The most they offer, uh, it seems like it it verges on the structural, having problems with structural integrity. But the cream in this Oreo is cookies and cream. So it has Mm. ground up Oreo in the Oreo filling. Um, The review from the takeout is... Very mid. It's just like it just tastes like the Oreo that doesn't have the Oreos in the filling. However, 
this got me, this sent me down a trend hole because they <laughs> like just reference. Uh, so they said combined with ground up Oreo cookie themselves and the filling sort of like how Kit Kats are filled with other ground up Kit Kats. Which and, is crazy. I, as someone who regularly ate Kit Kats like most of my life and still loves an occasional Kit Kat, but I've lately been a crunch bar girly. I had no idea. I was eating this cannibalized bar. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked up, Kit Kat. It's what fucked are you doing? Up. <laughs> we, that is our position at the Daily Zeitgeist. Putting Kit Kat, ground up Kit Kats in in Kit Kats is fucked up. Uh, no, but so they link off to an earlier article where apparently the New York Post explained that Kit Kat revealed a secret in uh, 2015 during an episode of Inside the Factory, a TV show uh, from the BBC. Um, so during the candy manufacturing process, it was explained mistakes inevitably happen, which result in irregular, malformed, otherwise funny looking Kit Kats. Cause Kit Kats do stay pretty consistent with the shape and yeah. consistency. Um, so what they do, they throw those in a bucket and then an employee collects all the buck, the, the oddball Kit Kats. And then those get processed down and reworked into the paste that glues the wafer cookies together inside the Kit Kat. So Kit Kat filling is made of broken Kit Kats, which wow. which actually that actually explains what is good about Kit Kats because Kit Kats aren't chocolate around wafers. They are chocolate around wafers that have chocolate infused in them in a way that like makes them even more chocolatey than just straight like a, a full solid block of chocolate in some ways. Like it An really embarrassing bring... fact about me is that when I was growing up, I used to like warm up my Kit Kats in the microwave for like 10 seconds so they would be a little melty and eat them that way. I mean, that's not embarrassing. That's That makes you human. <laughs> that, that is something I will Like a melted Kit Kat is my favorite thing. Like if it's been in my pocket all day and then I'm like, oh my God. I forgot. And then I, I mean, that's a it. mess though. That's a mess. I know, what are you but doing? I've accepted that. How I've accepted you... that mess. You got wipes so on you. You got you hand just sanitizer. Have wipes you got on you wipes. and you accept the lost chocolate that comes with that. The chocolate I'm that gets licking, lost. I'm licking that. You're licking the whole thing. I'm okay. licking it. Yeah. All right. I, I am doing that, but I do actually have a question for you, Jack, back to the Oreos. What size Oreo do you like? Uh, I like single Oreos, but I do. I big Mac them. Is a, is a thing I've talked about before on the show where I take one of the sides off and then I put the like one-sided Oreo on top of a regular Oreo. So you get three cookies, two fillings. And that mm. is my preferred ratio of cookie to filling. Um, and I, my favorite Oreo is controversially the lemon Oreo. I really love the lemon <gasps> Oreo. That is controversial. I know. See, I'm kind of controversial in that the Fins are my favorite Oreo. Fins I are think good. they have the best ratio because I think the cream is too sugary sometimes. And I love the cookie part the most. So yeah. the Thin gives me the best. I can eat like 80 of them in one sitting. Yeah. I, I, and I am in it for the most sugar that can be delivered in the smallest square uh, inchage, I guess. <laughs> All right. And finally, uh, there's a trend on TikTok that I think is kind of brilliant. It's called de-influencing. Becca, explain it to me. All right. So de-influencing, it's primarily in like the beauty and lifestyle space. Because if you're like me on TikTok, I... I used to pride myself on being like, I don't buy things from social media. Like, I'm not influenced. I worked in advertising. 
wrong. I got on TikTok. I see all this shit on uh, beauty and lifestyle TikTok. And I'm like, gonna buy that new makeup. Gonna try that eyeshadow. Gonna try that concealer. Whatever it is. Like the girlies that look like me are wearing it. I'm buying it. And I think TikTok has a very unique type of format that like even if it is a not sponsored ad it could potentially be sponsored like the the way that people do the ads now they don't have as many clearances when it comes to like verifying that it's a sponsored ad or not that it feels very organic and you're like oh shit like i definitely am gonna buy that product versus the way they do ads for instagram or facebook traditionally so i've been caught up many people have been caught up but the recession is happening and now lots of influencers are starting to de-influence, which is where they are taking products that have been overhyped, you know, like viral products and kind of breaking them down and being like, this shit actually sucks. Don't buy it. It's sometimes things that like really big influencers are promoting that micro influencers are cutting down. But it's also stuff that like big influencers have promoted. And they're like, actually, this thing sucks. And I'm not going to do it again. My so, contract is over and I can be honest with you. Uh, yeah, this shit basically. Sucks. <laughs> be like Michael Jordan just comes out and is like Gatorade actually isn't good. I've never drank any Gatorade or McDonald. I've never eaten McDonald's. Are you crazy? I think it's become a bigger conversation now because there was like a uh, mascara gate that we didn't get to last week, but there was a big influencer who like did this ad for like a L'Oreal mascara, but she was like clearly when she cut away, cut back to doing falsies and it didn't say and this is like back to the the formatting of ads like it didn't say in the caption that it was an, a sponsored ad or like a sponsored video or that it was like a product promo so it's like she's just lying to her audience being like oh my god this is like one of the best mascaras i've ever tried and she's wearing falsies and people are just like fuck this shit like everyone's lying to us like let's just be honest about like what is being sold it's under the guise of the recession and that we're all broke but i think a lot of it is also just people being like Fuck the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm annoyed. It's broken. Like we, the, you can't, I mean, I guess, I guess this has been happening for a while, but it didn't used to be this inbred, like ads mixed in with the content. Yeah. Like, you know, I get like, I guess there were, there was product placement, but we, we knew that that was happening in the movies and we knew that it was being paid for. And we were rightly, pretty skeptical when somebody would suddenly like we, we would make fun of it and it had like, this is a, this is a frustration that makes sense. And I think people probably like young people, especially who don't have the context for how bad and confusing, like the messaging around consumption and like product information has become like, don't, don't understand how bad we have it at this point because the media and like the internet and social media has just been completely taken over by advertising and like yeah. everything is advertising. So this is a great trend that I could see really taking off. I've had the thought before that we should be doing this. Like when we get, you know, a RFP from a brand and they're like, Hey, like, write up four ad ideas for us for free. And then we do. And they're like, ah, sorry, we're not interested. I just want to be like, okay, well in that case, I am going to do an ad about how your product is bad, or at least talk <laughs> about what I actually think about your product. Bush light or whatever the fuck, you know? So I don't know. That's uh, I love this. I love this for TikTok. I love this for uh, our future. Hopefully, 
you know, marketers don't figure out how to infiltrate de-influencing for another six months. You know? Yeah, don't be scammed. Don't get um, don't overbuy products. Like I used to consider myself like a super budget girl. And then I don't know. I've been on TikTok and I'm like, mm, maybe I do need that new eyeshadow. I don't know. It's like, oh, the concealer does look cool. Like I'm just and then like I'm dropping like 200 bucks at Sephora every month. So like, don't be me. Right. Be smart. Be more mindful. Do a little bit more research before you just hit pick up from Sephora and you know, you don't need 80 steps to your beauty routine. You know, right. like I, I have, I'm de-influencing the skincare community. Okay. I, I used to be a 12 step over the like past year. I think I like grew because of TikTok, my, my skincare routine. I'm like, okay, I got to do like the shedding where it's like, I only do exfoliants every two days and then retinol every other day. And then like, I, I got to get this new toner. And then now I'm like, do I really need 12 different serums before I go to bed. Right. This is, I, it's taking me an hour to get ready for bed. <laughs> right. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't be me. Um, but listen to the, the influencers, you know, or, or don't, unless they're, they have some weird alternate agenda, but I, I do, <laughs> I do like the possibility folks. Um, and if people have like good hacks for like where you find, I feel like my, the only hack that I know is like just searching things on Reddit because Reddit like doesn't really, you know, the Reddit generally has communities of people who are telling the truth about their experience with the product. Uh, otherwise, it's just all gamified and bullshit. I agree. I think Reddit is kind of where I go if I'm like unsure about something and I have been influenced by TikTok. Like I bought the Boston Clogs, which were like so big on TikTok last year. But I did spend hours on Reddit being like, are these worth it? And yeah. I will say those were worth it. I bought them. They're worth it. I wear them every day in the winter. Well, thank you so much, Becca Ramos, for joining, <laughs> co-hosting this trending episode, keeping us abreast of what is happening on TikTok. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me and follow me at Bex, B-E-C-C-S, Ramos on all platforms. All right. That's going to do it for us this afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeitgang, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.